0: to the PM Mastery Podcast. This
1: podcast is all about helping you master your project management skills by sharing tips, tricks,
0: tools, and training to get you to the next level while sharing the stories of other project managers on their journey in project management. And now, here's your host, Walt Sparling.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the current episode of PM Mastery. Today, our guest is Angela Thurman who is a project management consultant, and she is from Houston, Texas. Welcome to the show, Angela.
0: Thank you, Walt. Thank you for having me.
1: So first off, I know we had a little bit of conversation up front, but uh, I want to let everybody know more about you. So if you could tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and then we'll get into your work in a little bit.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Well, I am a native of Northwest Arkansas and currently resident of Houston, Texas. And I live and work with my two little Bichon Frise dogs, Poppy and Babette, and they are my constant companions. I am a certified PMP, a degreed electrical engineer with a background in aerospace and telecommunications. So for the last 10 years, I have worked for a major U.S. aerospace company, managing suppliers that provide complex parts that are integrated then into larger systems sold to all of the global aircraft OEMs, like Boeing, Airbus, Bombardier, and so forth. I am a subject matter expert in supply chain and process improvement.
1: Are you Six Sigma?
0: I have completed my Six Sigma training, but I've not yet taken the exam, so I'm okay. not uh, green belt or anything yet. All right. Good. Deal. I was um I was certified by my former company as a uh, a Lean Master, so that was kind of their designation for process improvement.
1: Okay. I'm always a fan of uh uh kaizen, yes, and then of course Six Sigma and Five Ys. Uh, there's so many systems out there, <laughs> there that can are. make it better.
0: Yes, <laughs> APQP.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's one for tools where they go in a certain spot, they need to go back to that spot. Five S. Uh, yes, five S. I said five Y's, that's a whole different thing.
0: Five Y's is different, but yeah, we still one. use that tool. All
1: right, so Now that we know a little bit about your history there in the background, what is it that you do now?
0: So, I recently launched my own project, contract, and supplier management company, Thurman Co LLC, in the greater Houston area, where I hold the title of Principal Managing Director. And my company is small but growing. And through the addition of more consultants to the staff, I am always looking for good project managers can add value to our team.
1: All right. So just starting out, project management. Now, I'm curious, how did you, because as I said earlier, I know someone else who just did a similar path. Uh What made you go from working for the corporate world into starting your own?
0: Well, I've always been something of an entrepreneur. Uh, Several years ago, I took a break from technology and actually, For about six years, uh, when I was living in Kansas City, I applied my project management skills to bridal consulting. So I owned a bridal consulting business uh, in Kansas City. um, And that was a lot of fun, but I eventually needed to get back to my core in technology. And yes.
1: No, I was going to say that makes sense.
0: Yes. Uh, But most recently, uh, I'd been working for this aerospace company, like I said, for more than 10 years. And with the the pandemic, the airline industry as a whole had taken a deep dive. And I think like a lot of people, I found myself without a job. So I decided I'm just going to launch my own business. And so I did. And here you are. And here I am.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. A lot of people made changes during the pandemic, uh, career-wise, personal-wise. For me, the starting this podcast was about uh, six to about six months into the pandemic, and I was on a road trip with my wife trying to get out of town after being isolated for so long. And I had this brainstorm, and here we are. Yeah, well, the I'm pandemic so glad that you did. changed a lot. Yes. Now, we kind of know you went back to technology, back to your core. What is it? You you started the company, but what is it that drives you to do this on a, you know, what gets you up in the morning?
0: Well, I love project management and helping others implement improvements to their products, their processes, and their services. And I just enjoy finding better ways to do things. Um, For me, it's like solving a riddle or a puzzle. And I like being able to pass along those lessons that I've learned in my 30 years as a project or a program manager. And I just find it very fulfilling to mentor others and to help them find fulfillment and help them develop their careers.
1: That's, that's awesome. But growing others is, uh, is big. And I, I enjoy that as well. Lessons learned, another big topic in pro- project management. That's how we get better.
0: Yes, so, it is. <laughs> so
1: obviously, you, you've learned a lot. You share a lot. Um, but are do you consider yourself kind of a continual or constant learner?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm a member of the Project Management Institute, and and the Houston chapter is very active. It's one of the largest, if not the largest, in the country. And so there are always events that are offered and new ideas and ways of doing things. And we always have a ton of events that, as a PMI member, I can attend for free. A lot of these are personal development uh, types of events. That offer me a lot of uh, new ways of doing things, improvements on the ways I've done them in the past. But I also make a lot of use of my LinkedIn membership and uh, LinkedIn Learning on a regular basis. So I take advantage of that in full, and many of the many many of the courses that are available. On specific topics that are of interest to me. So, earlier this year, um, I completed a course on becoming a Six Sigma Black Belt, which refreshed my earlier training on statistics and lean electronics. And it also helped prepare me to take that uh, Six Sigma Black Belt exam, hopefully sooner rather than later.
1: cool. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is, is great. Um, and if you have, for those of you that have LinkedIn, if you have the premium level, you get the LinkedIn learning. And uh, it's, uh, I know I'd misquoted this in the past, but it's like $29 a month for the premium level. And they have tons of courses.
0: And they often make uh, some of their courses available to the public for free. And there's there's a continually changing catalog of courses that they do make free available for free.
1: Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of the history of that. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn learning was what used to be. Um,
0: oh, Linda.com.
1: Exactly. And I was a Linda.com customer for many years. And then they went to LinkedIn Fortunately, the company I work for is uh, very large, and they actually include uh, the LinkedIn Learning as part of our our job benefits. So oh, we get wonderful. it without having to have the premium membership. Uh, the other one that comes up a lot is Udemy. Have you ever?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, if you want to keep up with stuff, LinkedIn Learning and Udemy are awesome. There are a lot of other platforms out there, but those are probably, they're definitely the two that I use the most, mm-hmm. but uh, they come up over and over again is what other people like as well.
0: I think that if, if you have that interest and, you, and you're a lifetime learner, th- there's an amazing amount of resources that are available.
1: Oh, yeah. We're not even talking about uh, YouTube. I mean,
0: yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, with all these uh, twists and turns and things you do and your new business, what kind of uh, challenges are you facing?
0: Oh, so because I have just launched my new consulting business, my biggest challenge is just not spreading myself too thin. There are just so many opportunities available. And, and I only have so many hours in a day. Um, I recently hired a virtual assistant to help me with just the day-to-day operations of my company. And she has been the best hire I've made to date. This allows me just to focus on the actual doing that makes my clients happy. While my assistant takes care of all of the tasks that must be done to ensure that the company functions behind the scenes. And I just love the ability to delegate those necessary tasks that have to be done by someone. And it really frees me up to pay attention to my clients.
1: And that would be Robin, right?
0: That would be Robin, yes. Yes.
1: So I have uh, communicated with Robin. Great. Yes. All right. So virtual assistant is awesome. Yes. Uh, I use, uh, I kind of use Fiverr as my virtual assistant. Uh So I do a lot of different things and there are people on there that anything you can think of, they've got someone on there, including virtual assistants, although that's not what I've used it for. I've used it for task oriented stuff. Mm -hmm. So great and that to me would be a tool which makes me ask what are some of the tools that you use and what are your favorites
0: oh there are so many i i there's well as a as a project manager of course i love microsoft project that's you know probably a, a standby standard answer but the team at Therm Co. right now is loving this product called airtable uh, actually, a client introduced me to this product and it, it's, it's free uh, to a certain extent. I mean, at some point you do eventually get to the level where you need to make a purchase to uh, open up all of its capabilities, but it has so much that is available to you for free. It's really, really robust. And it allows us to enter information that's related to a project into a database so that we can collaborate, and each person can choose to view this information formatted in the view that they prefer. So it could be a Gantt chart, it could be a spreadsheet, it could be Kanban, it could be a calendar. Whatever. So if I want to see the information that's collected in this database in a Gantt chart view, I pick Gantt chart. If Robin wants to see it in a calendar view, she chooses calendar. If our new consultant wants to see it in a spreadsheet, she chooses spreadsheet. And it happens instantly from the same database. It's just Amazing, and it's it's just really really powerful.
1: So but, are you oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I was going to say there's a couple popular apps out there for project managers. One is Trello, the other is uh oh I can't think of the name of it at the moment, but the, these two are kind of the lead. And mm-hmm. I was introduced to Airtable a few months back. Uh-huh. And after using these other ones for a while, I was like, this one is so much better, more powerful. It's, it's, it gives you the flexibility to almost write your own program.
0: Yes. In fact, you can actually upload a Trello board into Airtable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I like Airtable. I think uh, if I were to go forward with the apps that I'm using now, I, I would definitely transition to Airtable. It's pretty powerful.
0: Hmm. And then um, because I've worked remotely for more than five years, and I've worked with a, a large number of different collaboration uh, tools, WebEx, Google, Teams, Zoom, Slack, and now many new ones are coming out. All of them are great. But um, I would say by default, I, I use Zoom. For for my virtual meetings recordings, uh, and I and I highly recommend recording the meetings just for note taking purposes. Um, that's that's been a great
1: adaptation I've made recently too. Are you using OpenAI?
0: I'm not. Oh, I'm not sorry, not
1: OpenAI. Otter AI.
0: Otter. Yes. In fact, I was going to ask you about getting a word cloud for this uh, podcast. So, or, what we're making one,
1: <laughs> what I do at the end of every episode is I pull them into Audacity, I edit it, add the mix, and then I upload it to Otter uh-huh. for a translation. And then I go through and edit that, and that becomes the transcript. So, every podcast has both the audio and it has uh, a text version that people can read if they want.
0: Yeah, so uh, Otter, Otter is Otter's a great tool, as and well. I.
1: The reason I brought that up is I use it on a standalone, but Zoom just recently came out where you can actually tie Otter in to Zoom and record. So if you're doing your virtual meetings now, you have a transcript service built in with the mm-hmm. Otter interface.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's really great.
1: All right, we had talked a little bit earlier. You have um, you do more than project management. You offer consulting in, I believe, supply chain management and uh, supplier assessments, uh, re- risk reduction. You want to talk a little bit about those?
0: Sure, sure. So one of my areas of expertise is supplier capability and capacity assessments. And this specifically looks at risk reduction in the supply chain. So the service that we offer is to um, work with a company to either evaluate their own internal processes or this can be used to examine their suppliers. So we evaluate a, a number, a large number of specific areas and identify the risks associated in those areas, so this could be your facilities. So we could look at something, for example, like how frequently and when was the last time the um, the fire extinguishers were checked? So do you have a documented process to uh, to validate that you are checking the fire extinguishers in your facilities? Um or to maintain your HVAC system or you know, whatever else it may be in your facilities. And that's just one type of example. And we go through, you know 15 to 20 different areas of uh, risk depending on the type of business that you have. and we let the, uh, the client or the supplier, depending on who's participating, conduct a self-evaluation, and then we um, we evaluate them as well. Uh, and depending on the evidence that they provide to support their answers, their responses to particular questions, we give them a score. And if there's a uh, an area that needs improvement well then we'll make suggestions and the output of this then is not only a score but a, a an action item register on how they can they can get better
1: okay Yeah, I work um, with a company. We do project management, but we have a facilities group as well that does Mm -hmm. facilities management and the Mm -hmm. PMs that they track for, just like you're saying, HVAC maintenance, um, fire extinguisher certification to make sure that they're all up to date, fire Mm -hmm. alarm checks, so many different things that have to be done in a facility.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and
1: for some people, they... You know, they get into owning a building or running a building and then they're like, oh, I didn't even know we had to do all this stuff.
0: Right. And, f- and facilities is just one small area. I mean, we're going to look at things like your, your financials and your business plan. And, you know, depending on if, you know, are you a manufacturer, uh, your your actual manufacturing. <laughs> so do you, do you have contaminated or out-of-date chemicals on your benches? Do you have um, a lean manufacturing process? Uh, how are your incoming materials brought into the building and stored? And you know, on and on and on, because like I said, it's a lot of different areas. What are your own internal quality controls and so forth?
1: Yeah, there's so many things to running a business, especially a service-type business where you have you have equipment and you have vehicles and and the people themselves. You know, yes, are these people yes. certified? Or are you keep Are they keeping up with their certifications or training?
0: Right. Where are the records that you've documented that each person has um, has maintained those annual uh, health and safety ch- uh, training?
1: Right. Yeah, that's a that's a key item.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So good stuff there. Now, the, the fun part, the did you know, and as you know, every episode ends in a did you know, so <laughs> I'm hoping you have a good did you know that you can share with the audience.
0: I'd be happy to. So as you know, uh, I live in Houston, and the residents of Houston eat out more times per week than in any other city in America. It could possibly be because Houston is also so ethnically diverse and has such a wide range of culinary options available at great prices. And did you also know that Houston is currently ranked as the fourth most populous U.S. city with over 145 languages being spoken here? It is an amazing place to live and work.
1: Well, uh, Houston should hire you as their ambassador. <laughs> Great stuff. I've been to Houston many times, but I did not realize those s- specific statistics. That's uh, that's good stuff.
0: I'm, I'm very happy to be in Houston.
1: Yeah, it seems like a really nice town. It's uh, You know, the last couple of years, it's been a little tough with the weather. We've had some pretty severe uh, systems come through there with the flooding. Um, I mentioned earlier, my best friend lives out there, and I got to see some of the aftermath of that when I went to visit. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's crazy, but it's, uh, it's a cool town for sure.
0: It is. The winter's really nice usually.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, except for those occasional big freezes.
0: It was occasional, yes.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I'm thinking now that you're just starting out with this, I'm going to have to set a reminder to check back with you in about a year and see how things are going with the business.
0: I would love that. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to let you get on with your day, and uh, I'm sure you have lots to do. Thank you for uh, dedicating this time. And for everyone else, we'll see you on the next episode of... PM Mastery.
0: Thanks for listening to the PM Mastery Podcast at www.pm-mastery.com. Be sure to subscribe in your podcast player. Until next time, keep working on your craft.